everyone, it's Mark here, aka Captain DeFi from the Oz DeFi Association. This is episode number four of Getting to Know the Community series, and we've got a special guest, Jordan Franklin, aka the Happy Spender on TikTok. Make sure you follow her channel if you haven't already. 60,000 people already do, so make sure you do as well. We're going to go through some awesome things about her journey into crypto, the Web3 space, and much, much more. Now, remember, this is not financial advice. This is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only, and we'll get straight to the interview. And we are back, folks, and we've got a very special guest from the community, one of the earliest members of the Oz DeFi show. We've got the happy spender, aka Jordan. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, It's really awesome to have you. I know you're calling in from Canberra and you've done a few Sydney trips every now and then, which has been great. And we always look forward to seeing you. You were at our last uh, meetup event and have been here for other uh, occasions as well. But uh, before we kind of dive in, um, I think the first question we, we do with all of these community, getting to know the community shows is, what is it that brought you to Web3 in the first place? And how long ago did you get started? Yeah, of course. I mean, firstly, I just want to say um, what an amazing job I think OzDefi Association is doing and bringing more people into the crypto space and, and just being such a welcoming community at that because it's so important um, to, to make people feel included in such a, such a weird space. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. So with, with that being said, um, what brought me into the space? I think in marketing, there's this thing called the rule of seven. Okay. And it basically says that you have to hear something or see something at least seven times before you take any action. Oh. Um, and one, one could possibly argue that it's more than seven times these days because you know we're just hit with so much information and content on a daily basis but I guess for me I first heard about Bitcoin back in 2017 I was working at a startup mm-hmm. and you know the type of people that like work at a startup and you know they were super excited about yeah <laughs> yeah exactly hands up uh, they were super super excited about Bitcoin that was the year that Bitcoin reached um, a then all-time high of about $20,000 per coin yep. before it dived right down and we didn't hear much about bitcoin for the for the following years when it when it went through a big bear market and then i started to hear more about cryptocurrency last year in 2021 when mm-hmm. the market had an enormous year and i was you know driving to work one day and i was listening to the tim ferriss show which is one of my favorite podcasts I absolutely love the guests that he interviews and one of those guests uh, was Katie Horn oh nice and yeah so Katie she was actually recently um recognized in Masari's sort of annual you know crypto trends for 2022 report as a person to follow in the space um she is an incredible voice but anyway her um her podcast was all about how she was a u.s federal prosecutor and she Mm -hmm. headed the very first you know cryptocurrency task force in the u.s and infamously charged two of those u.s federal agents involved in the in the um, money laundering case on the Bitcoin Mm. blockchain. And she found, ironically, you know, she, she found uh, that investigation to be so interesting and found the technology so interesting, even in spite of the fact that 
she was involved in a crime investigation <laughs> that she actually decided to make a career switch and move into the Web3 or cryptocurrency space. And um, she now works at Andreas and Horowitz. And I believe she recently announced that she is launching her own venture capital firm oh, wow. with, a focus, with a focus on Web3. And I think for me, just hearing someone, a female with a non-technical background, talk about cryptocurrency and NFTs, all these complex um, concepts mm. in such simple terms, it just really resonated with me and it made so much sense to me. And, you know, I had definitely heard um, about cryptocurrency in between those years of when I started at the startup up until that point. But, you know, if the marketing rule of seven stands true, then she was certainly my seventh message. And that's what amazing. ultimately led me to start learning about crypto. That's amazing. And I had, because uh, we connected by um, an investment community group uh, on Facebook and you've been talking about um, some of the things that you've been doing to get started, like your, what was it, 100 days in crypto or something like that? Or Oh, yeah. So, I mean, at the time, uh, right around this time, I was running an Instagram page called The Happy Spender and it kind of wasn't really going anywhere. Um, you know, I found it a little bit hard to find my stride. And I think if for anyone who's tried to create a social media presence, you'll sort of know the, know the struggle. Um, so I was investing in shares at the time and that's mm. kind of what I wanted my focus to be. And then one day after listening to that podcast, I thought I'm going to learn about crypto. And there's a way to learn about something called the Feynman technique. And it basically is sort of the process of following four steps and then just constantly repeating them. Um, but at a high level, it's researching and then sharing and articulating what you know to an audience receiving feedback and then continuing to expand your knowledge and then you just keep keep rinse and repeat that process. Mm -hmm. And I think if ever you want to learn something new, publicly putting it out there is almost like, um, you know, a way to work smarter, not harder in the sense. I mean, I definitely had to, had to work hard. But, um, you know, when I did 100 days of cryptocurrency on TikTok, it brought so many people to me to help me mm. learn and, and to guide me in the right direction. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I posted a video on, you know, day one of my cryptocurrency journey, you know, I want to learn about the topic. I was only meant to go to 30 days, but as you know, it did go to a hundred days just because. And more now. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and more now, obviously, you know, once you get into a television series, you want the <laughs> seasons to keep going. So I went for as long as I could and yeah, haven't looked back. That's, that's brilliant. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit more later when we uh, find out, when people find out how to get in touch with you or, or where to find your content and stuff. I guess the second question is um, people come to this space from different angles. Like they're either coming purely as investors. And I would say, you know, the majority of users in this space are in it for the investment, but there's also researchers and analysts, and there's also people that are trying to build in this space. Would you say that you classify yourself as one of those or are you kind of across a mix of those? What would you say to that? Yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, at a very basic level, I think uh, it's 
really important to research before you invest. So, you know, at some point you'll be a researcher, hopefully before you're an investor. <laughs> um, and that's certainly, that's certainly what I did. So, you know, the first um, 18 days of my cryptocurrency journey, uh, and you can go back and have a look at my TikTok, but I, I spent that time researching cryptocurrency as an mm. asset before I then invested about $6,000 uh, on day 19. Nice. Um, so now I would, I would say that, you know, I am certainly an investor. I would say I'm a passive investor and an mm -hmm. active researcher. Um, I okay. tend to put a lot of time into researching. I also just enjoy the process of researching and, and reading and, you know, learning um, as much as I do investing. So I would say first and foremost, I'm a researcher and I'm a learner. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll, I think I'll always be a learner. I think everyone will always feel like a bit of a learner in this space because it's moving so quickly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, you know, what I do research, it does inform my investment decisions. And obviously we're all looking for ways to make money. So I'll always be an investor as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, love it. And, you know, that there is a a varied kind of response to that that question from the people that we've had so far and the people that we'll have in the future. So it's it's really interesting to see the different perspectives there. And in terms of the current, uh, where you're at now, like I know you started your journey last year, but what would you say when people ask, like, what kind of work or investing um, or things in the Web three space are you doing uh, currently, or are there things that you're investigating that you can tell us about? Sure. Gosh. There's so many things <laughs> to research and investigate um, and you can run the risk of trying to put your, your finger in too many pies at once and, you know, and then it all becomes a bit overwhelming. Um, but I'd say that, you know, in terms of what I'm actually doing right now is mostly content creation mm -hmm. um, and creating educational products like my ebook that I'm trying to write, um, Cryptocurrency for Beginners to, to get out. So mm -hmm. I think that most of... What I'm working on is actually, again, researching and, and producing educational content um, for the masses. Uh, and in terms of, you know, other work as well, I, it's really important to me that um, we give Australia a really fight, like good fighting chance of mm -hmm. establishing it itself in, in the Web3 space. So working with my partners like SwiftX and Bamboo, super important um and making sure that australia sort of gets to i don't know like our, our voice i guess is amplified in the space um so that we can be seen as you know a, a haven i guess for um for this kind of like open um development in the crypto space Definitely. so most of my work yeah most of my work does center on just by my social media channels um but you know it differs from day to day no, that's that's a great answer. That is, um, I think, it, it's hard in this space to find someone that is just doing the one thing over and over again oh, like, because the space is moving so fast, right? It's so hard to just focus on doing the one thing, I guess because, in a sense, we're spoiled by choice. Yeah. Um, there's so many exciting topics to explore and um, so much content to consume, but, you know, at the end of the day, you... It's um it's also it's equally as fun to deep dive on a topic and and get a really good understanding of that. And then, you know, I guess learning how to communicate that to other people to help them understand it. So that's a challenge that I really, really enjoy is bridging that kind of 
um, gap between what we think about cryptocurrency and Web3 and NFTs versus, you know, our general knowledge about it and sort of bringing the two together to make it a less intimidating learning journey for other people. Yeah, oh, indeed. I mean, I mean, we're all in ourselves, like where we're all learning yeah. because the space is so early and it's moving so fast and no one knows all the answers, but how much more intimidating would it be for someone that's just brand new? So you're doing a great job um, there with that. And just with regards to the stuff that you have been looking at so far in your own experience, and, and we ask this with everyone, if there's something in this space that you could improve, and there's probably plenty, but if you could pick one, <laughs> um, what is it? that you would improve and do you have any uh, kind of ideas of how you would go about doing that if you could? Probably say uh, two things that sort of feed into each other and relate mm-hmm. to each other. One, I, I think education about the space is mm. incredibly important and something that we can improve um, and particularly something that I'm very interested in is um educating more women about the space and creating more content that is um, marketed towards women. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that it's hard for us to undo the reputation in our own minds of cryptocurrency being this, uh, you know, sort of pump and dump, like, you know, gambling type of of space um, that's really overrun by a, a certain kind of, person and I think that narrative is already changing for sure and you know I'm not I was not the first female to to do that and I certainly hopefully won't be the last but yeah I think bringing more women in is um into the space is something that really really excites me um but as for the more like technical Mm -hmm. uh answer um I would say that bridging solutions on the blockchain will be uh something to watch out for um so you know i guess technology that helps blockchains talk to one another mm-hmm. there's so many blockchain solutions popping up um all competing and vying to be you know at the top um like the google and amazon and facebook of the internet yeah. um and obviously there can only be a handful that are mm. um but i think that their success will really depend on interoperability, how easy they are to use. And I think that bridging solutions will be a really big part of that. Massively uh, agree with you. And we had Cam on the other day um, in one of these series and he was talking about, I think Chainlink are doing some stuff in the space and they're well-established. There's another mm. thing called Stargate. It's another kind yep. of bridging solution. And there's many others that are coming out there. Yep. But like you said, interoperability is really a key. So women, getting more women into this space um, and there's plenty already and it's really interesting because this is a new kind of foundation of finance it's not like we've got all of these previous years we are in a way we're it's related it's not like it's a completely clean slate but we do get to improve upon um how things were in the past which were fairly uneven to be honest and uh Mm. yeah and interoperability is going to take us there further in the future so we love um that so that's some great stuff to improve now crystal ball time and we're not going to hold you to it, but just just for fun, if you were to have a crystal ball, um, and, and this is optional in terms of what you want to describe, if you want to talk about the industry, um, you know, something that you're working on specifically more at the, the micro level, or even just individually, 
like out of any of those, where do you see it going in the next 12 months if you had that crystal ball? Sure. It's a really good question. And I guess the easy answer is no one knows. And you should preface any answer or any answer to a question like that with, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. But um, one event that I'm really interested in this year is the merge. So Ethereum's Uh upgrade from a proof of work to a proof of stake blockchain. Uh, And I think that depending on how that goes, it's going to, I think it's either... I guess regardless of how it goes, I think it's still going to, uh, you know, really alight fire under those layer one blockchain solutions to to really, you know, seek out and solidify their competitive positions either alongside Ethereum or perhaps, who knows, like even above Ethereum, depending on how the merge goes. So, you know, I think that... um, Ethereum being the number one blockchain in the world and the second biggest cryptocurrency by market cap. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, but I do believe that if Ethereum's upgrade doesn't result in uh, faster transaction times, cheaper transactions, um, more decentralization, then Mm. perhaps people will pivot elsewhere. And one thing that I've seen in the crypto space is that uh, loyalty is either loyalty to a to a cryptocurrency or blockchain project or whatever. It's either fierce or completely like tenuous. Like it's just it not non-existent. Um, and I do believe that um, you know, no matter like how loyal people feel to a certain project or, or blockchain, you'll always have a group that will absolutely drop something in favor of a better solution over here. So, you know, it'll be a big year for Ethereum. I think that I'll really be watching um, layer one solutions and how they try to contend with Ethereum's dominance in the market. Love it. And we'll see indeed what happens over that next 12 months. And like you said, that no one really knows in this space, but it is a massive game of incentives uh, to kind of, you know, we, we have incentives with our DeFi association where people are coming together because they want to learn and get involved and they want to find a community. And then you see with whatever kind of blockchain layer one, layer two, the loyalty, it really depends on what is driving those incentives and how sticky um, that can be. So it's certainly um, something to watch. But speaking of community, and this is the last question that we ask everyone that's been on the show is uh, what does community mean to you? Community to me really means inclusivity and um, making people feel welcome in a space, which, you know, like I said, Oz DeFi Association does so well. It's so accessible. Um, and I think community is accepting of, um, you know, challenges I think it's accepting of, of, of failures I think it's accepting of people who don't know it all and you'd probably be hard pressed to find anyone who knows it all um, in this space but you know just that feeling that you know as a community we're going to grow together and we're going to learn together and you know and yeah so I think that community really is just all about bringing in as many people as we can and making them feel included. Love it. Um, inclusivity is the key word, I think, there. And uh, many people, if they don't feel inclu- included in their community, they've got to question what is going on in that community. And I think 
whether it's Web 2 or Web 3, we're part of so many different communities, but it's really from, I don't know about you, but from my perspective, getting into the Web 3 space is where it really opened up my eyes, just how important community is. And we were doing it yes. already from Web 2, but it's so much more important in here. It totally is. And I think that um, for anyone who, you know, starts to learn about cryptocurrency and Web 3, um, you know, if you find someone who's on that same path, at least in my experience, people mm. are so willing to have, so willing and so excited to have conversations about it because, uh, you know, I don't think that it's, um, we're still very early, right? So a lot yeah. of people still don't understand it. They don't, um, you know, care to learn about it. And, and that's that's okay. Um, hopefully we'll slowly change that. But it just, you know, I think it communities become stronger when I think people can relate to others experience of what it's like to start start here and and learn and grow in the space so love it um that's that's a really good answer and thank you so much for your time today these are the you know one of many uh community interviews that we're going to do and we'll probably round back you know to see where you are in a couple of months but for now Jordan, uh, the happy spender. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I better get cracking on that ebook then if you're checking yeah. in in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. So All right. Cheers. Yeah. There you have it, folks. That was a awesome little catch up with Jordan. And as we said, you know, she is over there in Canberra, comes to Sydney quite a bit, and I'm sure that she's going to do amazing things in her crypto journey. Just like everyone else in the community, we are all in it together. It is all still very early, so no need to feel intimidated or anything like that. As Jordan said, it's all about inclusivity amongst this community. So thank you very much if you've made it this far. Please do like, share, and subscribe, and tune in for the next episode.